0: everybody, welcome to episode 201 of Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Uh, today, Mike, we're testing out not blowing our fans' eardrums out. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I, uh, manually turned down the sound this time instead of, uh, relying on our templates. Um, uh, oh. so we'll see how that goes. Uh, I appreciate everybody that, uh, did reach out to let us know that, uh, their bleeding ears weren't they weren't a big fan of uh of, <laughs> of not for, of, everyone. Of cleaning not up for mess, everyone i guess yeah um all right first timmy, first how you doing? timmy um we i we got to <coughs> talk again timmy because i i still got to send you something and somehow we ended our conversation last time and i didn't <laughs> i didn't get an address to send send you anything so let's let's hook up again uh if uh if you want it's admin at bod podcast you know what i'll i'll post it i'm gonna type
1: it up right now so anybody watching the live show
0: now you can email us you can send us questions and stuff.
1: timmy we're Um, definitely trying to send you free stuff not uh get your contact information so you can update the warranty on your car
0: (laughs) cool that's exactly what we needed to say (laughs) all right timmy seriously i don't don't let him scare you. Um, it's a brand
1: new cell phone service. You're going to love it.
0: Now, uh, Feftar is really excited. He says, oh, buddy, it's going to be a banger. Um, it That's... absolutely should be because we have some fun topics to discuss today. All right. is the Mike, This is we've run into this before. Are, are the comments actually popping up on your screen? They are
1: populating like a mother. And you see a
0: Feftar comment right now?
1: Oh, hell yeah, I
0: do. That's my boy, right. Feth. Woo! Well, Tristan's coming in hot. I see Zadine. Let me read through this. Um Let me see this.
1: Oh, this wait. Limerick.
0: Oh wow. Okay. Here's what happened. I was I was reading a comment and we got a huge update real quick, so I missed everything. Um uh, <clears throat> here's Tristan. Uh if we get a first and A or B whew. prospect offer for Zadina, I'm afraid I'd take that while it lasts. You just Tristan, not we're worried last week, brother.
1: We we needed you in our on our side.
0: Yeah, we got into some heavy arguments. I uh we, we need we needed that perspective. Brannis is here. What's up, my man? Um Tristan continues, he's he's been my favorite player, and I, I sure hope he turns things around, but unfortunately he just doesn't appear in my eyes uh for the top six of the future. Maybe we keep him as a third liner. Well, here's the tease. Um Mike, I absolutely wanted to throw that in there and Tristan will uh we'll come back to these comments because we've got uh you know on the docket today. Uh, we're gonna be going through Corey Prondman's, and we know Zadina's twenty-two. Corey Pronman's uh new list of uh the under 23 prospects uh across mm. the league. So uh we'll we'll go over where uh he's got Lucas ranked. Um we'll go over where he's got uh, Trevor Zagris ranked. Uh we've got Cider, of course Edmondson and included in that list, uh Zadina, uh Joe wow. Valino, Cosa's on there. Um and this is I think this I stopped reading, but it was either a list of 150 or 200 players. So I'm like, we've got some fun ways to dissect that list as well. Uh, Dom Lushchijin, uh put out his player cards, so we've been going through evolving hockey player cards for a while. We've had Jay Fresh player cards, so Dom's got his stuff out there. Um, they're definitely pretty, okay. but we're we're gonna go through them. I I actually pulled every single card from every Red Wing. Uh, so if you guys, um, I don't know. I don't even think you need an athletic subscription. Maybe you do, but uh, hey, you don't need one now because we're gonna give it to you for free on YouTube. We'll just cross Dom off as a future guest.
1: <laughs>
0: <show>. <laughs> um, what else do we have, Mike? Um, well,
1: oh, I, I know. I wanted to just mention uh, this very weird Evander Kane situation. Oh, yeah, go for it. Um, and a, and a, a little Red Wing connection on this one. Um, so the storyline, uh, did you want to open with this?
0: Go for it. Yeah, well, let's, uh, let's you yeah, know, we'll, we'll get this, this one out of the way.
1: Yeah, just a successful forward for the Sharks. Um, and they put him on waivers. Ultimately, the goal is to release him uh, for his, uh, his scandal involving COVID-19, where it's, it's looking like he had a, you know, fake vaccination card. Um, and the word came out today because somebody talked to him. So as soon as anybody, you know, takes a whiff at, you know, maybe acquiring him, that's going to be a news story. And when the crawl went across the screen, it's that Edmonton Oilers GM, uh, reaches out to Evander Kane, um, just to get a feel for what's going on. Uh, lest we forget Matt, uh, we are well acquainted with that man. Uh, that man's Ken Holland, who, uh, you know, was part of the Red Wings for a pretty long time. And I guess right now, Vander Kane, you know, you should kind of be keeping him at, at arm's length. I don't know if we've quite forgiven him yet. I know we forgive a lot of things in sports, you know, as long as they perform well enough. And I'm sure this will be forgiven um, as well, and he'll probably be on the ice sooner rather than later than you'd expect. Um, but my favorite thing was how Holland justified this conversation uh, so soon, Matt. Uh, to quote Holland, well, I've talked to Evander Kane's agent. His agent is Dan Milstein, and I know Dan very well because he was Pavel Datsuk's agent, and I had lots That's of funny. dealings with Dan Milstein. So I've talked to Dan Milstein, his agent. So I, I don't know. I just you thought it was it hilarious right, that no. he dropped a yeah. he dropped a Datsuk on us to make it look like it's okay for him to you know broach this player at this time.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's not a fun conversation to have because number one, I, you know, I don't like talking about Ken Holland. I don't like to, I don't want to, I don't wish for him to fail more, but he definitely fell out of uh, my good graces uh, near the end of the Red Wing career. I know we're supposed to look back and go look at everything he gave us, but also if you take a little deeper there's a lot of luck and uh, some other guys that made good. There's decisions. There's a lot of
1: advocator him. and Darren hell contracts that were finally out. Yeah. So uh, you 10 know. years of that, that's uh, <clears throat> kind of roll downhill
0: fast. Anyways. Um, <clears throat> this, uh, this, uh, it still goes in that direction though, that I wasn't like hoping he was just going to shoot Connor McDavid into the, <laughs> you know, into the ground. Cause you want to see him have success. Uh, it's, it's it's a tough situation. And clearly, uh, you know, Ken Holland's coming off of this press conference of announcing, which I thought um, Ryan Lambert of uh, EliteProspects.com said this. I mean, the title of his article is fantastic, but he's talking about how Ken Holland uh, is is not going to go in into the trade market, uh, heading towards the trade deadline for his Edmonton Oilers. He says, uh, you know, there's there's enough on this team and there's free agents available, of course. Leading to the conclusion that maybe Kane is going to be his free agent. There's enough on this team uh, to get us through the season. Uh, so Ryan Lambert titled an article that said, "We <laughs> we've tried nothing and I've exhausted all options." <laughs> 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 so just a, it's a it's a brilliantly uh, penned article uh, by Mr. Lambert, of course, friend of the show. Um, he, uh, Mike, he's just not having. He's not. I don't want to say he's not having any luck because he just seems to be burying himself. I mean, he's he's making decisions uh, for the Oilers that just haven't gone well. This isn't an Oilers podcast, so I don't want to talk about it too long. But if you want to focus strictly on Evander Kane, my hope would have been he would have just disappeared. Um, what uh, we didn't mention yet was that his, you know, not only with the uh, the fake um, COVID vaccination card, which you know that. Uh, Whatever. But then, uh, he also <laughs> is accused of just breaking protocol on, uh, in the, <laughs> for the minor league affiliate. And he just was like, oh, they, they told me it was fine. Um, even though I was under COVID protocol, they said it was fine. And it's just like this silly childish, childish, uh, he said, she said, and it's just like, what, do, <laughs> what are we doing? Um, Clearly, uh, you know his stature uh, gives credence to him being a grown man, <laughs> but there's very little that he's done recently to, uh, to show any evidence
1: that. <laughs> yeah, in a Benjamin Button situation. I think bringing up bringing up a player like him, um, I think it's relevant in that we know our Red Wing team um, has a lot of open spots where we could use some more talent. Um, and obviously, oh, Franz Nielsen start dropping another Franz Nielsen contract on Holland's resume. Woo, woo! <laughs> that's an
0: ugly one. You don't
1: uh, come back from that wart. You know um, what? I got
0: credit to Bretus. He threw that out there first. Ken Holland signs him for five years. And <laughs> Tristan's like, Kane hey, to the exact contract he had in San Jose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was just curious uh, for our for our folks. Um, Like, this Red Wing team, we know that there's a lot of spots where we could use some more talent. I mean, I, I just don't think that we're at a point where we would look at Kane. I know that Eisenman has looked at reclamation projects, but they haven't been character issues. They've uh, only He's say. only looked at guys who've had, you know, problems. You know, maybe their talent hasn't quite developed or they haven't quite produced yet. Um, those kind of seem like the guys, like the good attitude guys.
0: The, the bummer of it all is there were pro scouts uh, from the Detroit Red Wings. In the middle of this whole fiasco, that we're checking him out, so uh, we do want to throw that out there. It was reported that the Wingdings were at least taking a look, but whatever they, and that that means that, you know, to be completely honest, they said from a personal perspective that's not enough for us to say we're not going to check out his uh, attributes. You know, what what does he look like as a player style? So that that's kind of a bummer. I'll throw that out there.
1: So you um, out on a Vander. And,
0: what? you're out on
1: a Vander. yeah i don't uh, yeah i wouldn't touch that if it was connor mcdavid who had a fake vaccination card is the uh, issue the sin or the scale you know, of the you player you have
0: ask you got to ask the right questions at that point right i mean uh, what, how much should we pay Connor it's yeah, is this like a you know we're doing a minimum league minimum contract cuz he's already getting paid by the oilers and they had to you know, like, let's, uh, you know, let's ask all the right questions before we just write off
1: Connor McDavid. I mean, you don't want to be so that's, ridiculous. That's right, the bigger Connor. question then, right? Is it that he's not a good enough player that you would want to bring him in? So it's not necessarily, the, it's a sin, but is it the sin that doesn't make you want to bring him in or he's not good enough?
0: Yeah. And that, you know, the easy thing is for both of us to sit here and go, obviously for both of those guys, we're not going to bring them in. And of course I played out, you know, uh, jokingly that you would consider Connor McDavid, but I'd like to think as a human being, I would say no to both uh, because they don't carry themselves um, the way I would expect. Not, you know, I'm not going to (laughs) be, you know, Mike, we live in Michigan. So sometimes that Phrase of, like, you know, like, we hear, like, a mission. I don't know, man. Matt. I think I you'd don't be care. at that
1: Stanley Cup parade. Huh? You know, I know we won, but, Connor, I don't know if I approve your methods. Woo! Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Woo! going to the parade,
0: but I'm going to have my back turned. Yeah, <laughs> with a mirror held up. <laughs> but, like, that's, right, that's the long and short of it. Like, um, I'd like to think I'd make the right choice. I think the right choice is to let him fade off into the sunset, and, um, you know, I'm not in that position. But I'd like to think I would make the right choice of just saying just say no. Um, I mean, also, Ken Holland is making the decision to potentially sign him. I think that's enough evidence anybody needs to know that this is the wrong decision to make.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah. So does, that, does Ken Holland's interest concern you more than the fake COVID test? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Holland's, Holland's uh, <laughs>
0: Talent assessment ability. No, okay. I think I think I spelled out the priorities Probably. I was just trying to get a good
1: sound bite, man, that we could put on loop.
0: <laughs> I know you're gonna rip it, you're gonna finally learn how to edit audio once I say, <laughs> Of course I don't that's mind. what I'm waiting for, man. I've been yeah. I've been
1: ready for ages,
0: just waiting. Um, well we'll wrap this up. Brennan's thrown out there, Ken did good things. Uh you did get lucky too. Then you relied too much on the luck. Uh, I'll never understand the long contracts to players who aren't superstars. Great point. Um Actually, i gotta, I got to vet these, but I'm just throwing them up there. I think Kane is a fantastic opportunity to bring in some scoring,
1: uh, get him back on his feet, and flip him for other players of picks. Um, I mean, performance art, he could be uh, like a hat, a hat trick and a public apology from being loved by Red Wing fans, including maybe Matt. No? I can't tell if your video died or uh, oh. I, I stunned you with my comments. I uh I was waiting for like a, a next.
0: No, uh, <laughs> I'm I more...
1: Okay, I'm on performance art side. I think he's a hat trick and a public apology away from being beloved. well, Um,
0: I'm not. So you guys can run your dirt franchise, <laughs> and I'm gonna have my squeaky clean franchise. Um, Tristan's got the best point. This will be a good transition for us. Uh, I, I, I just kind of want to hit the fast forward on this season to get to the off season. Uh, it's going to be a biggie for us. Uh, absolutely. Um, I, you know what? This is a terrible transition though, but Mike, <laughs> <What's up? laughs> did you, did you catch all the fun? Did you catch all the fun? uh, what's going on on Twitter last night or Twitter this morning? Uh, Kodak Black was at the Florida Panthers game. NHL was quick to say hello, um, but this morning, the tweet was that the was dance?
1: Was that the dance that was going on in the in the suite? Oh. Is that what I saw?
0: It might have been a dance. It's, uh,
1: it looked like two every... people at a dance party. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd say this is a good opportunity to hide your kids. If you guys, if you have the kids watching, <laughs> this do you a...
1: have the foot? Tell me you have the footage. <laughs>
0: yes uh yeah great opportunity to hide the kids right now uh we're gonna let's mute this uh did everybody get a chance to see this uh uh, nope let's let's see it again as as possible for anybody watching on youtube right now um i'm ready uh, to to call play-by-play here um kodak black uh and and his lady friend clearly uh i think
1: uh she dropped her contact lens and he was trying to help her find it yeah and
0: she was helping steady him as he looked past her shoulder. Um,
1: Drop contacts you know, are no and joke. Would, yeah,
0: definitely setting up a, a mm-hmm. tripod-like situation to make sure that they held their balance. Um, so a, a very uh, family-friendly uh, video here, clearly, uh, because they're they're really just trying to help each other out. One grabbing a contact lens, and of course the other uh, just just helping a friend out by by keeping them. Steph.
1: Man, I would do the same for you.
0: <laughs> Thanks. And I don't yeah, mind no. who
1: videotapes that and puts it on Twitter. I would help you find a drop contact lens. Thank you. Or That's maybe really she's sweet. maybe she's used to Velcro, and he had to kind of help her tie her shoe, kind of thing. So um, now it was it
0: was actually reported later. I wonder if I can find this real quick. Um, <laughs> there was a video. Just to Right in the suite of Kodak Black. I, I'm, I'm not going to... Whoa! Up, uh, but the, the video is is them just kind of dancing. Like, you, you could get a close-up look. They're fine. Okay, they weren't so... actually doing anything. But uh, it was... <laughs> Down Goes Brown on Twitter. I think one Twitter today with the... Uh, so tired of watching the NHL and thinking somebody scored, only to have it overturned after the replay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, Um,
0: um, You know, as as the NHL goes, once it finally makes national news, it's either incredibly fun or it's, you know, or we get, like, Olympics. I mean, what's the point of having a a luxury suite if you can't have a dance party, you know? Exactly. (laughs) Good for him. Uh, Performance art. uh, (laughs) What is wrong with people? (laughs) Um, Tristan, uh, the other video is worse. (laughs) What do you mean? Well... I would say it's better only because we can confirm that everybody's pants are on from across the arena. So this is for all the podcast listeners that don't, they they got a play by play, uh, but they they did miss out on what the actual view is. You have from an across the arena video of Kodak Black and his his suite watching the Florida Panthers game. So your mind can go to places. Now, Tristan, you make a great point. Um, It's not like they were, you know, having a nice, fun game of Twister. Um, clearly, there was there was some grinding. It got very physical. Uh, but now we know they had pants on and they weren't <laughs> they weren't doing the nasty. All right, so <clears throat> that was fun. I thought that was a fun segment. Clearly, uh, as the viewership drops, nobody else did. <laughs>
1: it's
0: yeah. I uh... Oh, Tristan, pants have zippers. That's true. I, all right, so I stand corrected. Tristan nailed it. There may still have been a, a pants pants party, pa- a pantsless party.
1: Well, I'm having a party watching that video. I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> What's up, Timmy?
0: Pants are on, zippers up. No one can say. All right, nope. um, so here's, here's some more. Uh, this is uh, legitimate NHL news, Mike. Um, we have NHL Central Scouting coming in. And, uh, can y'all see that slide, Mike? You can see that. It hey, uh, looks,
1: it looks pretty center heavy. There, we, there go. we go. Yeah.
0: Now this is the North American skaters. Um, I mean, what, what are we going to pull from this? Uh, this, uh, this is not going to end up going the way, um, you know, it, it, this won't line up one to 20 and I say 20 because there's also the European skaters that we'll look at in a second here. Um, but, I mean, no surprises, right? Shane Wright, I think... Is that uh, another
1: Hughes brother?
0: Yeah, you want to look this up?
1: Sure. Yeah, keep yeah. going.
0: Um, the only... I mean, the question marks I saw today uh, online... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm switching between um, screens here. Uh, Logan Cooley, Maddie Savoy. Maybe that could flip. Connor Geeky might move up a little bit. Um But yeah, just to run through this list uh, for anybody on the uh, listen to the podcast Shane Wright, number one. Um, Logan Cooley, number two. Maddie Savoy, number three. Connor Geeky. Pavel uh, Mintyukov, uh, number five. Of course, classic North American skater name. Uh, (laughs) Cutter Gothier. Uh, Jack Hughes, as Mike mentioned, at number seven. Uh, Great, great name here. I don't know if it's a great hockey name because we know Rutger McGurdy is farther down this list. But just a great name. Jimmy Snuggard. Huh? I like that name. Uh, Maybe Snuggard? Maybe somebody can uh, tell me how to actually pronounce that. I'm going to call
1: him uh, (laughs) Snugglebud.
0: Denton uh, Matichuk? Matichuk. There you go. And uh, Tristan, you'll like this guy, Tristan Leno. Wouldn't it be great if we found out that was like Tristan's number 10, the guy that's been watching our episodes. He's number 10 <laughs> on the North American uh, list for NHL Central Scouting. Um, now, if we move over to uh, number two here, because I see Tristan thrown out there. I see a juicy fat lamb falling to us, uh, Brad Lambert. Now, he is number five on the international skaters. Hmm. I said European. Uh, Joachim Kimmel actually comes in as number one on N- uh, the NHL. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, for the international skaters. Uh, he was the name they pointed to in their little fake article that they wrote. Uh, Joachim Kimmel. Uh, this is going to be... Whew. All right. Here we go. Yuri uh, Slavkovsky from Slovakia is number two. Danila Yurov, number three. David Juracek? Juracek? number am going four. Brad Lambert, Brad Lambert, one of those two is number five. Simon Nemec, number six. Marco Casper, that's a nice name, Marco. Good job. That's easy. All right, here we go. Oh, I want. All I right. was wait.
1: I want this one. Ivan Miroshin, Miroshenko. We tried this one before, didn't we?
0: That's why I wasn't excited. Yeah, I remember that really
1: Jonathan Lekaramaki and then Alexander Pere- Perevolov. Yeah. All right.
0: No, you should have done this segment this is I'm clearly here doing a much better job um performance art thrown out i hope connor geeky was a big boy growing up uh <laughs> <laughs> do we have a list of his uh of his attributes right now now th- th- this list coming out um i think right now we're we would be getting uh one two three what, the 13th pick so it, it, between these 20 guys very good chance uh one of them is going to be uh, Detroit Red Wing. So I think that's where you guys want to start with this conversation. Clearly, to, you know, to just learn 20 names and the backgrounds of all these guys. I think we all are familiar with Shane, Wright. We also all know that he's been dropping down the list, uh, for, for, uh, you know, a, for sure. Number one pick. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll see if he stands strong, but, um, uh, yeah. If you guys, if you guys want to start somewhere, I think this is, this is the best place to start with these 20 names. Cause I mean, we're talking 13, you right? We're talking 13 prospects. So you've got about 20 different. If you go to elite prospects.com, you can get this list, but like 20 different sources for all of this prospect information, like uh probably legit 10, pretty good. 15, 20, total. <laughs> um, So you can get all the, the, you know, the details, the fine details from everybody. But um, again, if we're we're picking like 13 or whatever, there's a pretty good chance it's going to be one of these 20 guys. So uh, also pretty good chance it'll be a center. Got all these centers, just a smorgasbord of centers. Uh, How many? Oh, well, I guess we only have two on the International Skaters Top 10, Uh, but one, two, three, four, five centers here on uh, the North American Skaters, including... Top four. Who knows if they'll pan out that way, but um, looking good for the wing digs, looking for a center. I and mean, if you want to say we're looking for a two C, much more likely to find a two C than, uh, than to find the old one C. So uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed there. Uh, yeah. Con- Kanye, Mike, yep. easy's here. Kanye throwing out. I hope we land Lam- Lambert, Lambert or geeky. Um, Lambert's my guy. That's uh you know, I'll keep my fingers crossed. Uh, I, I think uh, what we could do is probably talk about uh, Nicholas Littstrom coming aboard board uh, because there were some things that were said in that press conference beside Nicholas Littstrom coming aboard board uh, that uh, might help us out in that regard. I think, Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. All right. Well, we, uh, we had a little itty bitty discussion on uh, the trade deadline. Um, but, uh, you know what, let's, let's before we do that, let's. Uh, I, I have a nice little video here um, I wanted to share it with you all because I thought this was my favorite part of the uh, Nicholas Lidstrom announcement. And, of course, uh, Nicholas Lidstrom, now the uh, VP of Hockey Operations. As Steve Eiserman defined it, he will have his fingers in everything Detroit Red Wings. Hmm. It's a sticky situation to be in. um Nicholas Lidstrom, of course, uh, is uh, again, as Steve put it, somebody that he looked to As an NHL player, I don't know if you want to say for assistance, for advice, however you want to put that. Steve put it as someone that he's always looked to. And um, clearly, you know, we're getting something that is an already built and established relationship, someone he knows he can trust. And by the sounds of it, um, for Lidstrom, this was just a matter of time before it started, which I think bodes well for this move. Only because uh, Lidstrom was waiting for his kids to move out, he's waiting for him to be all grown up uh, before he made a move like this uh, personally to to come back and and work for the Red Wings. And um, I I would say that if this was the plan all along, that's a lot different than it just being like, well, now you know, now we're going to bring in a hockey operations guy, and you know, Lidstrom's going to interview for this, and he did the best job. I think I think that his hockey mind has carried him you know obviously he has the hockey smarts we we know that he's probably going to go down in history as one of the
1: so is that smartest, i guess that you know, was my uh, question is, is be, why now was was it are we um deducting then that this is just related to like Lidstrom personal stuff is out of the way so that's why he's now he's ready after the new year that's that's what i would say based on that press conference this was just a matter of time before they got started so
0: uh, he was ready to go. And I, again, I think that bodes well, because if this was a part of the plan, very different from, uh, you know, just, we had to bring in this position. I think, uh, Steve has probably been chopping at the bit waiting for, uh, for Nick to be ready to go. And I, again, that's, that, those are all good signs. And I don't think anybody's looking at this and <laughs> thinking to themselves, Oh, I don't know. I think, you know, this, this is, uh, this is a role, I god I hate to say it but I mean like we've we've seen some guys get put into executive roles that I I wouldn't I don't know I wouldn't trust to get my McDonald's order right you know like based on how they used to play in the NHL um there aren't a lot of names I can point to from like the Red Wings organization I'm glad that you know they haven't Gone is uh, so far to go. Like you know, what we need Darren McCarty to come in here and pick out some grinders for us. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I mean, the decisions they've made so far make a lot of sense. And you go back to like this winning mentality that they want to build, and where probably the top two names anybody can name in the current regime would probably be Steve Eiserman and Chris Draper. Um, Draper didn't come equipped with the skill of a Steve Eiserman or a Nicholas Lidstrom, but Came equipped with the brain that would get him that far. He put himself always in in position to play well, and um, he had uh, he had the wheels every now and then. But you know, I, I'm just I'm speaking more of he's making the right decision on when to use those wheels. When uh, you know he's he was a penalty killer for us. I mean, you, you talk about a, a strong penalty killer for as long as he was doing it, into his latest careers, he was doing it. Clearly, he knew where to put himself at the right time. So that's something where he knows how to look for that for Litstrom and us having like, like, so make that relation, right? Like, like Draper can suss out. He can sniff out where the hockey smarts are across prospect pools, things like that, especially with what uh, Draper's job is. Now, now we have some of those prospects on the team. Now we need a guy that's going to put his fingers uh directly into the guys that are in our prospect pool they've been drafted they're ours now and a lot of the names that we point to are european you could go down the list and say swedish and you could also th- say defenseman so i don't know if you could make a better move Without you know, without any clear like, oh, this guy has the experience. Like you brought you brought in Steve Iserman. he built he built that Tampa Bay Lightning team to be ready to almost win a third Stanley Cup in a row. So that's a whole mm-hmm. other conversation. When you're talking about you know a guy that's going to be making decisions on, um, and I, I'm I'm sort of guessing here, this is how this job works. But who are the coaches that are, that are going to? Help this team find the most success speaking to Mo Sider, speaking to Edmondson. Um, what development paths should they take so that they find themselves on a similar path to Littstrom? Um, What did Lidstrom see in his years when he was a defenseman that he knows he needs to fill these different spots so that if he's on the ice, if he's off the ice, what other spots need to be filled? But if he's on the ice, who needs to be paired with him? Those are the types of things that if he's looking at Mo Sider and he's looking at Simon Edmondson and paying themselves. As, you know, they're, who cares if they're going to be? But if he just tells themselves, these are our Nicholas Lindstroms for this franchise, what do these guys need to be successful? What did I have to find my success? And clearly, you know, some of those answers are like, well, you got to draft Sergei Fedorov. <laughs> so it's not always going to be that easy. But when it comes to the things that are in your control, that's the kind of voice, that's the kind of brain you want in your system. So if for anybody that's like, well, why would you just bring a board? Is that just this buddy? Um, we just trying to get the band back together.
1: Um, there you have it. Yeah. I mean, uh, we don't know if he's any good at this job. We know he's a pretty good defenseman. Um, so it got be, uh, I'm not trying to be like contrary to you, but you know, it's cool. I, I remember Lidstrom. He's a hall of fame player. Uh, we'll see how he is as an executive, but uh, eh, nothing there yet. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of sit tight. Hopefully he's you know, uh, if we're gonna make like a Detroit sports connection, hopefully he's you know helps Iserman. Uh, he's more of a Joe Dumars and less of an Isaiah Thomas as an executive, um, who's well, an absolute nightmare, who cratered uh, multiple teams along his his journeys.
0: I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do one more thing, and just to make you feel better about it, and this is for everybody. I see, uh, performance art. You have some questions in there about why now, um, kind of stuff. So I I just want to throw that out there. I'm, I'm more on like Tristan's side here. Uh, where, where is it? Uh, we have the best front office in the league right now. It's not even a question. I think if what if we we're gonna said. have
1: like a, a beer so, league game between all the front offices, we would kick some ass. Right. That's true. That's true. We'd be ready to go. But. Um, <laughs> We pull Lassie out of the booth, getting the goal.
0: Grr, I lace you know, him up. You no, know, I, I want to... I'm going to play devil's advocate in a second, but to put everybody's headspace where my head's at, let's not forget that this is also one of Steve Iserman's decisions. Right? Yeah, How many just, horrible I, decisions has he made so far? He, I don't think he's making a decision just for PR's sake.
1: Um... Yeah, I mean he definitely gets the benefit of the doubt. I'm just not really to you know snow Mike, my pants. I can't pants. believe
0: you're ready to fire Steve Eiserman because he hired Nicholas Lidstrom.
1: I'm just not ready to snow my pants because I recognize Lidstrom's name as a as a assistant executive. Um Mike, you and performance art. Performance art, me and you are vibing, buddy. These um these yeah, you know what? Performance, performance art, art what I'm, I'm wondering is I don't like, like the, being suspicious. It's like, that is the kind of move where, all right, we're bringing in Litstrom. Also, uh, we got Evander Kane. What? Well, you know, um, we brought in this really nice guy, so hopefully you guys can digest the questionable one. No? I don't know, Matt. I watched enough uh, professional I- wrestling that usually when we get something nice, it means something weird is right around the corner. So I don't know if this means a Bertuzzi trade is imminent, um, an Evander Kane signing is imminent. Um you know, a Zadina trade for a fourth rounder is imminent. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I got to throw out there, JM
0: podcast listener. Glad to catch the live. Good to have you, my man. Good yeah, to see
1: JM. You. Also, give us uh, give us a little four one one if the sound quality is coming in better this episode.
0: Oh yeah, that could be uh, JM. Could be one of our uh, good friends that let me know that their eardrums were bleeding. So that <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I know I know we do get amped
0: once in a while, but yeah, we don't want that to um, continue. Well, you know, Um, what I mean, you hate when I pull back the curtain, but we were too quiet. Don't do it. Everybody turned up their headphones all the way. So then at the end of the episode, when we say goodnight, the music goes up to 100. So everybody's got their headphones turned up all the way. And we switched to that metal music. So it's, yeah, (laughs) that hurts. All right. JM says, uh, everything sounds good. All right. Oh, good. Thank you. Perfect.
1: Hey, the NFL Playoffs are here, and DraftKings King Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer, counting down to Super Bowl 56. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets, if your team's victorious. Don't forget that part. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this wildcard weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings' daily fantasy football contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code
0: THPN to get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN. This Wild Card Weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See draftkings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, this is what I told my wife last night. You ready? So I said I want to play Devil's Advocate. I want to get your thoughts. And I, I told you, Mike, we we probably have like two episodes. Of you content you here. rolled over
1: in bed, and I to went, the mother Whoa. of two who works full time as a doctor. And what hockey question did you pose to your poor mother of two, full time doctor wife? What did you ask her, Matt? What profound question did you wake her up with, honey? Psst, honey, Matt, let's hear it.
0: This is, this is perfect for, like, that meme of, like, I bet he's thinking about other women, and then it just cuts to me. What if the Red Wings signed Nicholas Listrom because the same reason they signed Steve Yzerman, And that's because it's going to take forever to rebuild this team, and we're not going to get mad at either one of them.
1: Honey, honey, do you think this was about his ability as an executive or more of a goodwill move? <laughs> To soften the blow of another 10-year rebuild.
0: <laughs> also, it's your like, turn to
1: get it's your turn to get Teddy.
0: So, like, right, like they had to, they're crossing Zadina off the list. They're like, oh, well, you know, it's not gonna be better than a three a three C. So yeah, it's another 10 years, uh, I'd say. And <laughs> they have this timeline mapped out. Like, well, no, we're gonna make the playoffs in like two years. But then it's gonna tank hard. Um so yeah, then Letstrom comes on, and we're like, "Like maybe Whoa! they secretly already
1: did the lottery." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're what? trying to fifteen. Oh my like, god, um, what is it? Uh, the
0: Illuminati? Is that right? Yeah. Like the Illuminati level of conspiracy in the NHL, they've already pulled the next five. <laughs> like, who's getting the first pick? They already know who's going to finish last in the league for the next few years. Oh man, <clears throat> see that's why you got to be transparent, Mike, as a podcast, because we need everyone to know when we mess up, so that we can, you know, have the NHL catch on to that someday and be like, you know what, we have been cheating all of these draft lotteries for years. <laughs> They're gonna punish us now because Lucas Raymond worked out to be the best pick <laughs> out of the what was was that. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a 2020 draft. Jesus. Where does that one, one and a half year, years go? <laughs>
1: Where does
0: it go? Uh, performance Art says, uh, wouldn't Draper be the natural line of succession for that job? You'd I, think I, somebody I with back... a little
1: bit experience, but instead we're going with this new hot young executive,
0: Nick I... Litstrom. No, I mean, think about it. Like, this is what my point was. Like, he's clearly been a part of decision making before because this was all about when lidstrom was ready it wasn't about we needed this this position to be filled it was when lidstrom was, was how ready with no experience
1: not draper being ready with experience got it
0: <sighs> all right timmy's got a great a real question um not i mean performance art that was a real legit comment i'm talking about myself um <clears throat> to that point how far into the re- rebuild do you think we are
1: I'm say, we are the most 500 team in NHL history. We <laughs> had a crappy West Coast trip, and somehow we still went zero, one, and 2. So we maintained our 500-ness uh, through this.
0: I'm going to say this. Yeah. Being in a rebuild and being done with it is very hard to say, like, what's the finished product. If your finished product is, I think the season starts... And there's no question that that team is a playoff contender. Is that we're not talking Stanley Cup contender? We're not even talking having a win at Stanley Cup. We're talking next season starts. You're booked in that top three in the division when everybody's rolling out their predictions for the year. I would say we're a little bit further away than that than than maybe people give credit. I think us being just in the wild card conversation is happening now. But for that, again, for it to be the season starts and you've got your hockey news yearbook comes out and they've got us, oh, they'll be, they'll be in that eight or seven spot like that. I think we are probably one year away from, depending on Edmondson and depending on, as Tristan's been putting it, our most important offseason, maybe, maybe since, a decade, maybe. I mean, yeah, yeah, since definitely since the playoff streak,
1: um. I want to say we're at the halfway point of this rebuild because we're at a, it goes hand in hand with that comment because you're right on the fence. So you're, I think there's basically four phases. Mm -hmm. You're absolute trash and you're trying to win lotteries. And then you're kind of building, you're about 500 or a little below, which is where we're at. Then you're a playoff team. Then you're a contender. So right now we are, you know, that team that, you know, we're watching some guys kind of grow. Um, some of the prospects are called up, um, contributing. But we're on that really scary part of the fence uh, where this this huge offseason, you absolutely want to hit a home run, uh, be it through free agency with my boy Hurdle the Turtle. Do uh, you make some sort of trade? And then this might be the last, hopefully, this might be the last draft where you, you know, can can move up in the lottery. Because hopefully after that, you're going to be good enough that you're you know, maybe drafted in the twenties, but you're, you know, a much more competitive team. Um, But yeah, they they absolutely need to hit home runs all off season after this year. Otherwise you run that risk of being stuck at this phase or falling back because guys don't pan out and then they end up leaving when their contracts are up.
0: Uh, Tristan throws out there. He thinks we're three fifths of the way, says we're a divisional playoff team next year. I I will go as far to say that it is possible, um, but that's us saying like with all of these opportunities coming up in the off season, it's possible for us to do it. Now, a whole other part of this conversation is like, uh, how big of a bubble do you want? How how long of a window? Uh, do you want as a playoff contender? Because we could be done with a rebuild and also have to instantly drop out of the playoff conversation because contracts get too heavy. Uh, Guys don't pan out like they were supposed to. Uh, We have to move draft picks to be competitive, to eke out a playoff spot or get, maybe we need to trade guys away to make sure we're, you know, getting home ice advantage in the playoffs that could kill us fast. Um we saw that Chicago Blackhawks success, but that was nowhere near as long as, you know, what with, with the Red Wings had clearly um, <laughs> breaking <laughs> records, but you know what I mean? Like you look back at the, at the Blackhawks and it, are you guys okay with that long, you know, I, I guess of a, of a run or, or like the LA Kings um, I, you know, for me, I guess I, I am cool with that. I think we just, you know, as long as we have the right mindset, you know, like for a good chunk of those years, uh, in the beginning and a good chunk at the end, we weren't really considering the Blackhawks to be playoff contenders, even though they were still going. So they really only had like that little, that they were good to go and you were considering them for the Stanley cup and then it fell fast. And now we see where they're at now with, the. Uh, those flurry decisions and the Seth Jones decisions not working out. And, you know, all, that's all good news because we hate the Blackhawks. But I'm just saying, you know, we, we definitely have to adjust our mindset and know that we're not <laughs> going to be looking at, um, what was it, 25 or 26 years of straight playoffs. So that's, uh, that's key too. So to Tristan's point to saying we could be uh, division playoffs next year, we could get that. Get bounced in the first round, everybody's like, well, you know, more insider Lucas Raymond, they're young, they're small. They got to beef up and get more experience. And that's why we lost. We got overpowered by who, you know, bun, someone, some Uh, So I, I'm just playing out these scenarios that we're so far away from, but I'm just saying like, that's kind of how this could all play out. And um, it really, I think this is what I was coming to before and I never hit that point. Um, we've got the trade deadline coming up. Steve says something to the effect of full steam ahead. I can't remember verbatim what he said, but it was um, it was just this idea that uh, we're probably not going to be buyers at the trade deadline was what the hint sounded like, which is good. Um, he did make mention of, you know, getting some players back, and I think there we're talking about what is this team going to look like when Ferrana comes back. But the deficit we have right now at the Bruins really looks like, you know, we're, we're looking at, oh, are the Red Wings going to hit you know, a 10 or 11 game winning streak here to not only catch up, but make some ground. And, you know, will there be enough time in the season if Verana's coming back and we look that good to actually do that? Do we have the capability? I think any team in the NHL can go on that run. So that's not part of the question. I just think to Steve's point to kind of put this capper on there for what we need to do this season. I think we're going to be sellers again. I think we, with his statement, we can pretty much just cross off the whole, Maybe we can sneak into the playoffs. It just kind of felt like to me he was saying, nah, we're we're gonna be sellers. Don't worry about that. We're not trading away prospects to squeak into the playoffs. And um when that happens, and we were talking earlier about the central scouting list, um that's where you know, with Brad Lambert kind of falling down the, the list, then you snap him up. And with all those centers too, you know, the good possibility. And then then what are you talking? You're talking Edson next year. Then you're talking maybe you're legit 2C maybe maybe one C in two seasons? Maybe. Maybe nope. all right. Mike, like I said, we have days and days of, of content here. Why don't we do Corey Prodman here? Because I uh we have the the Dom player cards. What would you what would you rather talk about right now? Should we put it out to the comments? You guys want to see current player cards, or do you want to see uh, the uh, ranking of uh, the under-23 prospects?
1: I think we'd rather talk the under-23, if only because that feels like we're going to do a little bit better on that. Um, And it just kind (laughs) of tickles us to kind of see where Lucas and Mo are at. Well, here, you
0: know, I'll I'll make a couple quick hits here, because we can can hit some of the funnier ones. Uh, (laughs) Funny... Like this. Uh this is Dom's player card. This is the picture he picked for Jakob Verana. I thought was perfect because he's been injured all year. So he's just kind of looking at the player card going, Why is everything how come I don't get two lines like everybody else? So anybody watching on YouTube, you can see that confused face that Verana's got. Uh Mo Cider, Mike, I would point to uh, the salary he's getting paid now of the point nine million is market value seven point eight million. Wow! Good gravy. Talk about. Hopefully that his. Uh, ho- hopefully his agent
1: never sees that. God damn! That's gonna <laughs> destroy our cap space.
0: Well, it's funny. I I made the comment online, like how many guys I hope never see this. But then you're kind of like, well, if we share it with everybody, then Nick Letty's gonna know he's overpaid. Heronix overpaid. Um, even Osterly's <laughs> overpaid. And It'll kind of even million- out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think we'd still end up doing a lot better because you've got a lot of deficits here compared to the ones that we have to overpay or,
1: uh, repay, uh, Mark
0: Stahl, 2 million market value, 0.7. Go back to
1: Mark Stahl for me. Yeah. I disagree with that. Market value. He should be a 4 million. Look at that smile.
0: Yeah.
1: All he's, right. Back you know, to the He's been a good papa bear, I
0: think To Uh, yeah. if I could steal from, uh, the Russian five there,
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah, uh, Nadelkovic too. This is the scary one. His market value right now is 7.5 million. Crazy crazy wow hurricanes did did not need to make that move
1: (laughs) that is nuts that we got him for a song that is that's still insane to me
0: i mean like you start to you know ask yourself why you'd have to ask them why why they were comfortable doing that i don't know <laughs> Sorry. I, I was taking a second to actually find that. So, uh, yeah, I, I highly recommend you guys check those out. We can go deeper into these if you guys want. Um, I did pull away from the comments. So maybe everybody's like, I know, oh, Grice, is a, is a,
1: I think it was a it performance art that we're on the same page with Christ. Yeah. Or he just feels worse than he actually is.
0: Well, this is, these are some of the uglier ones. Adam Ernie valued at Ooh. 0.6 million. Um, now here's Rasmussen and, uh, and Zadina. Um, Hmm. I, I actually thought this was pretty crazy that the market value for Rasmussen, based on Dom's uh, ratings, and maybe because you're looking at a center compared to a winger, uh, there's more market value for Rasmussen than for Zadina.
1: You know what's weird is uh, I know he's got restricted free agency coming up. That feels like right on the money of what Zadina is going to get offered. The 1. 1.3 3
0: million for all the podcast listeners. I, You know what? That's, that's another part of the conversation we've brought up the last week. Everybody's so, you know, ready to move him. But what's that next contract going to look like? And, and like we've talked about, there's no rush. If you need to move a guy right now, we're not in that position where we do need to move anybody. Unless, like Tristan said, if you feel you can get the most value out of him right now and you don't like his trajectory, traje- oh my God, where he's trending, Jesus, um, <laughs> then trade him. But if you want to try it out, that contract,
1: super affordable
0: all right and uh let's just do this um where's our boys lucas raymond testing out as a uh what is that Uh, a top star in the league already uh bertuzzi testing out as a top star in the league crazy market value 9.2 million according to wow he's getting (laughs) kicked right in the nuts twice that's a pretty Um,
1: perfect picture i think he noticed that (laughs) 9.2 uh
0: larkin less value than bertuzzi kind of crazy i you'd think that dom's um player card here his model would take into consideration that bertuzzi's got quite the shooting percentage going and uh his expected goals It's or is actual above expected is uh, insane right now. But, uh, you know, whatever. And then, yeah, Dylan's right on the money. Uh, 6.9 market value, 6.1 salary. But, uh, yeah, he's testing out trending to be moving in the direction of being a star player goals and uh, points wise. So uh, not yet. Like Bert says right now, he's good to go. Uh, But Larkin's moving in that direction. So we went through him anyway. How about that? Thanks, Dom. You guys can find those at the Athletic. And there's Grice, valued at 1.8 million. Hey, now he's he's a middle of the pack goaltender, middle to bottom. So there you go. He's 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 a bottom.
1: Perfect for this 500 team.
0: Right, right down the middle. Tristan, two years, 1.75 for Zenita. Fair price, prove it deal. But honestly, there's much better players Ooh. to get as a top
1: six winger. Yeah, but as, what, 1% as, of the cap? If you're going to keep him for 1% of the cap? Bingo, bingo. You've got a guy that can
0: play penalty kill and power
1: play. Mike? And like when we actually at. get uh, Hurdle the Turtle, or better, um, you're bumping this guy down. I mean, that's a pretty good third liner. I like
0: it a lot. <laughs> so, I mean, change your mindset, right? You drafted a hockey player in the first round. That's all that happened. <laughs> um <is> that's stupid. <laughs> Gordon says he'll go for that. Gordon, what's going hey, on? Hey Gordon, how are you? Yeah, I don't we don't see too many Gordon comments. Um I'm back now. Whew. Mike, Corey Desert. Bronman's under 23 rankings. I was uh bamboozled into checking this out by Max Boltman who said hey, there's a lot of Red Wings. Uh there's a lot at the beginning, there's one. Smack dab in the middle, and then there's a ton at the end. So, Mike, I guess I'm already showing one of them. You've yes, got you got Lucas are. Raymond at number three. Um, he's got uh, for skate. I mean, this is so him putting Lucas Raymond at number three. I don't have this in here, but this is this is Pronman's rankings is that he's going to be elite. Now, I will throw out there in his rankings, he's also saying Moritz Seider will not be elite, but will be huh. very, very, very good all-star caliber player. So there's his thoughts on the all-star game. Um, <laughs> but he still is kind of poo-pooing him, if you guys read the whole thing. Uh, skating, NHL average, so there's some complaints. But then his puck skills, high-end and above NHL average on Hockey Sense his compete is what he is saying is the difference. I think Lucas playing with Tyler Bertuzzi has definitely changed uh, the way that, the way that Lucas is playing for Corey Prondman to move him up from where he was. Um, what well, uh, number 25, it says uh, for Pradman. So now he's number three. Not, not, not bad. All Pradman needed to do is I guess, watch him play hockey. That was the big difference.
1: Mm. <laughs> um, I, do, I, I know you right wanted to there. make a focus on Red Wings, but did you happen to see who one and two were?
0: Boogers. Yes, I did. Um, we can look that up, right? Everybody's got time. Does anybody need to go anywhere? Anybody got uh, have a previous engagement? I was uh, just curious. To to? Um, I can tell you who number four is, and I was very happy with uh, who number four was. Do you want to take a stab? Is it Mo? No, it's Zegris. Uh, oh well,
1: shots fired huh uh
0: number one andre Svechnikov from carolina uh okay. he's got him listed as you know this isn't just going to be elite skill for scoring he's got svechnikoff for a good two-way player and uh in jersey jack hughes hmm.
1: I'll, I'll keep the list up in case yeah, you have I any can. more questions <laughs> No, I, yeah, he can't really complain. And I feel like he's, you know, Oops. showcased enough that he's, you know, it, it transcends outside of Detroit where people are, like, excited to watch him play. So, yeah, he could jump over to Mo too. I wanted to see their their little blurb on him did as you, well. Did you see his number? What? Yeah. Did you see? Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah Mo's number
0: six, according to Corey Provin, Uh In September, he had him ranked at 17th. Mike, this is crazy to me. He's got skating puck skills, hockey sense, compete all at NHL. Oh, I'm sorry. Compete is at above NHL average, but skating puck skills and hockey sense at NHL average.
1: Can I say hockey sense is where I thought he had the most. Yeah. Of a contribution. Cause we've like, talked about it so many, all of our commenters too, have always mentioned like some heady move that he makes at the blue line or, you know, to uh, give us possession or to keep a puck, you know, you know, in the right zone or get it out of the right zone. It's, I don't know how I feel about that NHL average. I think that's what I would push back the most on. And he feels like a good skater for a guy his size, too. I don't feel like he really gets lost. I, I don't know. I just, like,
0: to this to me almost, I almost closed out the article because I, I just thought this was kind of missing the boat. I mean, you know, like skating, what are we talking here? Are we talking speed or are we talking the guy that is kicking uh, Zadina's bad pass from his skates to his stick and then going from end to end to put a shot on that is, I mean, is that not count as skating? Uh, puck skills as well go into those plays that we've seen again and again, but yeah, hockey sense is number one. And I definitely would have at least had that at above NHL average and whatever he had.
1: I, I don't want to get too hyperbolic, but he is the, greatest I know. I know that. I mean, he's not the, the <laughs> fastest skater of all time, but I mean, we're in Detroit, right? We're one of the most beloved, you know, defenseman ever is Nick Lidstrom, and he wasn't like a lightning fast skater, but he was he was always in the right position because he's such a smooth skater. I, I, again, I want to be hyperbolic, but I kind of feel like Mo was always in the right spot, so it's it's kind of tough for me to stomach and agree with the hockey sense rating and the skating rating.
0: Um. Yeah, I. I mean, I'll just go harder into it and just say you got it wrong. And I think Mo should be in that top three kind of categories that he built. And I think, um, I think Corey missed something. I think he, I think he's still sore by how low he had Moritz Sider ranked on draft day. And the fact that he went sixth overall, I think, I think he's going to hold that against Mo for a long time because he wants to look right. And man, is he crossing his fingers hard, (laughs) that Mo doesn't just keep elevating himself. Um, so I told you we had a couple on the top one, right in the middle, that would be a projected bubble top and middle of the lineup player or a quality starting goaltender Mike. That's number 40, Simon Edmondson first on that list. Um, up and down the line here, uh, Edmondson is NHL average, uh, what Prondman has him at. He was ranked 77th in September. So we moved up, uh, 30 spots. I mean, we got to remember too, a lot of these guys are graduating from this uh, list as well. So It's fine. Yeah, it's a weird way to organize
1: that, too. Like, he just kind of lumps all those guys into a specific tier. Because I was like, (laughs) like, in uh, Madden 08, you could have – you could draft a guy and you could make him, like, a running back or a linebacker or a safety.
0: And Mm -hmm. this is like, yeah, Simon
1: Edmondson. I see him as, like, maybe a bubble top forward. Or he's, like, a middle of the lineup defenseman. Or he'd probably be a pretty good goaltender. You know, so. Very diverse skill set there with uh, Simon. Whatever career he wants, you know, he could be any of those three things. So. (laughs)
0: So as uh, the list continues here – oh, shoot, I can't – what is that? Okay, so Rasmussen – okay, so that's Zadina on the far left. Let me uh, (laughs) – I've got it blocked for the podcast listeners other the YouTube folks can't see. Uh, Zadina ranked uh, 112th, moved up from 123. Michael Rasmussen ranked uh, 113, Valeno at 116. Uh, Mike, can I say when I got to this part where they're all all these Red Wings are kind of lumped together? I think Prominent had already said 100 names was enough. I said I'd do 200. Here's here's the rest. Like he just kind of cut out whoever graduated and said these guys haven't moved, uh, and that's how they moved up their 10 spaces or whatever. Because I mean, Zadina was ranked in 123, Rasmussen was 122, and now they're 112 and 113. So. Zadina did better than Rasmussen, I guess. And then um, I don't know what you want to say about like what's the I don't know what's the next piece of that conversation.
1: How did but, uh, uh, it's okay if the like the screen didn't quite grab like it should have, but how come it only has shot for one of those three guys? Did the screen grab just kind of error out?
0: No, that's uh, that's everything. Or are they just was that like the little, cutoff point? See the little space on Michael Rasmussen. See the line; it goes below compete. So. Huh. That's There's, weird. Uh, he just gave up. Like I said, I think Pradman was like, "Whatever, that names are on there." I, I do know.
1: like that they uh, that he mailed it in uh, with <laughs> Rasmussen's uh, skating uh, poor. Yeah,
0: I mean if that's one thing we're on agreement
1: on. I'll, I'll say
0: I'll give him that. He nailed
1: either. that one. All right, I'm back. <laughs> so, I like, uh, the one thing I like with these two. Um, It seems to be based on what you've done and maybe not what you're i don't know maybe what you're projected to do yeah i mean that's why like you know cosa is you know kind of you know further down the list there Um, but he's still
0: still the way the tiers that he puts them in is odd because i agree i agree with you a lot of it's based off of like statistics it's based off of like what's what's been your production and where's that trending Instead of it being, well, I've seen this guy, you know, do these types of moves and I know he needs to get bigger and get more experience. And eventually that'll all, you know, work itself out. None of that seems to be a part of the conversation in regards to the ranking. Is that fair? Yeah, it's not, it's not fair, but I think it's accurate (laughs) what we're reading here. (laughs) All right. Um, there was, I, I, I don't know if you want to, um, you do for me here, Mike. What, what's that called? Where you just like kind of start talking and um, you're rambling. Oh, stretch, stretch. Uh, Improvised yeah, works. Yeah. Um, we're gonna compare a couple players here.
1: Right.
0: Saw trade. Let's talk about it. It's a good trade that uh, Tristan oh, threw out
1: there. I love trades. So
0: this is an on-the-fly. Let's take a
1: look. Um did it involves I, mean. Ad- I haven't seen the comment yet, but before you show me, did it involve Zadina?
0: How, how'd you guess?
1: Oh Tristan, you old dog. <laughs> I knew it'd be Adina. <laughs>
0: All right, let me see if I can cue this up. Um, oh, I do I did see this though. Tristan threw out there. This article is awful. <laughs>
1: uh, can I where, say whoa. as much as I love Lucas Raymond and I know he's leading in points still, I would still probably at least flip. Lucas and Mo but that's just me yeah.
0: I think that's pretty fair I love Lucas Raymond uh, but I think you're right I think Cider should uh, should get the higher ranking there than, than Lucas even though I've got my Lucas Raymond jersey on the way oh my god <laughs> Tristan says I do Zadina Rasmussen 2022 third for Martin Neckes of Carolina or is it Nietzsche's it is now, what I'm gonna pull up here for all you—it's actually to,
1: uh, natures
0: Natus, yeah. Like the Nature Boy.
1: Nature's Boy, Ric Flair, baby. Yeah, so I pulled up. Uh,
0: my man has been reference. pretty. My man has been pretty clutch. Tristan is probably. Um, I mean, like, like what what I see without actually watching Carolina games is how often he's putting in clutch third period overtime goals especially last season. I think it became like its own little hashtag. Uh, but what we're looking at are the advanced stats for this season. And you just see a guy that, that is a little bit more complete, especially from the finishing perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, comparing Martin and Phillip, you've got Phillip still in this zone that we've been looking at. And this table's brought uh, from uh, evolving hockey. I almost said brought to you by <laughs> it's, it's from evolving hockey's website. And, um, I, I don't think you're giving up a ton, but I do. I mean, based on what I know, and not being a huge Carolina fan, I'd have to go with Sam's comment here. Is, is why would Carolina trade him? Uh, I feel like I feel like they're putting him in a pretty prominent spot, and I don't know if they're getting enough return on those three assets. So would I do it? Sure. Would Carolina do it? I don't think so. This might, Tristan. I I hate to say it. This might feel like we're just jumbling up all the prospects we're not fans of right now, and hoping that Carolina's like, yeah, sure. I will
1: say, in Tristan's defense, yeah, we know Carolina makes questionable trades with the Red Wings, man. Okay, very good. Man, can can we explain why they would do it? I think Steve Eiserman can.
0: <laughs> I don't think he can. I was hoping uh, he had that queued up for us. You'd have to ask them why why they were comfortable doing that. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I, I – he can't explain it. Nobody can explain it. Um, oh, good. There's a new button now in StreamYard
1: where I can hide the – But, man, Tristan, I think if if you say who says no, I got to say Carolina would because Detroit's given up two haven't done it and a third for a guy who's a, a currently doing it. That's.
0: I mean, yeah, that's – I think you have to put either it. upgrade
1: the draft pick or – you know instead of a zadina or or Rass, you throw in like a prospect that you don't know anything yet like a like a burger
0: now Tristan says he produces that's what we need in a top six player not a guy who we hope will produce now, this, again that that's um oh Tristan uh did you explain why Carolina would take it? Oh boy, all right, there's a thousand comments
1: <laughs> I don't know, get that good one. Um, Let me see.
0: Here we go. He's got uh, cap friendly going. So uh, he's uh, one of the plethora of RFAs the Canes have to sign this summer. And this way they get a player for player value, as opposed to just salary compensation and offer sheet. I would still say they're not getting player for player. And I think right now, can I, I'll I'll make this argument, Carolina. I apologize for the word I'm about to use children who are listening. Please cover yours. They fucked up so bad. It looks like last season when it came to the RFA market. I think they just want to stick with their guys at this point. And uh, if they if they've seen them have success, I like if if I was the Hurricanes, I made some bummer moves this past offseason. Now, standings wise, your first place, your division. Who who gives a crap if people are gonna look at your moves and go, "Oh, what a dumb move that was." But it's just – it's one of those things where I think we can look at those and say maybe eventually they're going to hurt, right? Um, I think I had uh, – I think I had them pulled up here. Oh, of course, and my whole computer freezes. Um, but what I mean, what are, you, what are you looking at? You're looking at uh, – this was brought up. I'm going to steal this point from uh, Puck Soup, but you made a decision to get rid of Nedeljkovic, and now you're hoping Freddie Anderson – this is going to be your goaltender to get you through <laughs> playoff rounds. I mean, how many years did we have to see that not work out for Freddie? Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Coke and Yemi's, you know, where this, this conversation gets really stuck in the mud. Um, that's where, that's where I feel like they are going to play it safe. That's where they picked up a guy that, uh, you know, they kind of made a big old song and dance about it. They, they had fun on Twitter. Um, but now they've got a huge contract to sign for a guy that hasn't really, but I mean, we're talking a half a point per game so far. Are they paying the guy? Is he playing at that dollar level? And what was, was he over six uh, off the top of my head? So I, yeah, there's my argument that I think they're going to, they're going to play it pretty close to the chest and they want to stick with their guys. Now, if the argument too, is that Coke and Yemi, then that contract is going to hurt them so bad that, um, you know, they're going to have to move one of those guys and they're going to pick Martin. Um, anybody catch that? I've stopped saying his last name. Uh, and then they're going to move Martin. I I don't know. That just seems like um, maybe that is possible, but it just also seems like this domino of moves that just continues to be the wrong choice as they move along. So I don't know. If, if you're just a successful team like Carolina and eventually you just run into these moves where you keep rolling the dice and eventually – it stops turning up in your favor where, you know, I think a lot of things turned up in Carolina's favor over the last six years, if we want to put a number on it like that. So, I, I mean, that's, that's where I'm going to land. Um,
1: I see an exactly
0: Sam. Well,
1: uh, I, I'm I really say... interested in, in um, kind of get the. Oh, are we talking? Okay. You're Yeah. Uh, Nature's. Um, Nature's boy, Ric Flair. Um, it just might be kind of tough because I, I I agree that, you know, Carolina might be having a little bit of an adventure, um, trying to resize some guys. But they're also, I mean, is it is it Nino Niederreiter? Yeah. Making, making almost five and a half mil. Uh, Trochak making like five million. Those guys are going to be unrestricted free agents, you know, about to turn 30, both of them. So, I mean, that's some space right there. Yeah. Um, I, I so mean, Nier
0: Ryder sticks around. Trocek's a longer conversation.
1: Well, I just, you know, I think they might be able to find some some room for a guy like this. And I, I don't know if they want to... I don't know if anybody's trained for Zadina right now. Um. I, I mean, he's going to be a low-cost... Uh, you know, not much of a risk, but he's kind of a low-cost guy. I think the best bet is probably for the Red Wings to sign him for, you know, an... an uh, what did we say? Uh one percent of the cap mm-hmm. that's probably what's going to happen is he's he's going to keep being a red wing for the next year or two that's probably the likeliest outcome wasn't well, um, it?
0: that's that's just steve playing the same game and i think you made this point earlier but that's steve playing the robbie fabry game with his own players right we're going to move some guys around we're going to change his team up he's going to get a different look and he's affordable and the risk level will be low
1: Yeah, I, I just I think for Zadina to be traded, he he has to do something else. He he has to he has to get to a point where we actually want to give him you know more money in a uh, in the off season for him to have like tradable value. So I think he's kind of a nothing. And if you're saying a you know third rounder, um, and I, I don't I don't even know why we're tearing apart Tristan's trade. I, I really like the idea. Um, I just think trying to move Zadina right now is it's a it's it's just going to be a, it's a nothing. I can't see anyone really wanting to do that right now.
0: Well, can I, I'll, I'll throw this out there. Uh, so uh, Tristan did say throw in a second, and I think that makes it juicier for Carolina, but that does, does that push you over the edge as Steve
1: Eiserman? Does that, are you, are you now saying no? Are you? <laughs> well, I like the idea again, cause it's, you know, you're getting a center, um, a guy who's already productive, um, I think I just think you'd have to throw in something a little bit sexier, something that, you know, for us, I think we're we're dumping off like <laughs> we talked him into a second. And you know, we're giving you two um you know, by by almost all accounts, Rasmussen, poor skater, um so a guy who hasn't made it. I think you'd have to throw in one sexy item that you would be like, Ah, didn't want to have to include him.
0: I'm taking a look too. I want is there is there a bad contract we can I mean, Coat Kanyemi might be. <laughs> oh, like like try, this one to like try a New Carolina and they...
1: favor, like a cap favor. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Ooh, you'd have to take like what? Like, uh, how's Jordan Stall? How's he doing?
0: Um, can we pull up his stats too? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and play this game of like rolling through cap friendly and looking at Carolina's roster, but definitely God, the it's idea. Like my favorite thing to do. I, <laughs> I absolutely hate that. <laughs> That's, um, it's horrible
1: podcasting. So, like, like Stall is at you know just the you know uh, the coloring book stats, which are the ones that are my level. Uh, he's got like you know ten points in thirty-one games. Um, he's he's thirty-three. Um, he's making God is it six mil? Uh, yeah, we yeah I mean you'd have to take the captain off the million. books for six million. Um, I, I think that would. I think that's a good idea to try to entice but, them to open the You know, up the we just books, did,
0: but. we just gave them cap space so that, <laughs> so that they could sign Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what they want the cap space for. So that makes zero sense uh, to do that. Not that, not your trade, Tristan, but what I just suggested. Um, so we're working this, like, we're workshopping this into the mud right now. Um, I don't know, uh, Tristan. I'll say this: if they said yes, I'd absolutely do it. Um, I, I think there's enough. Um, there's enough we've seen from Rasmussen and Zadina for me to look at this other opportunity and say I, I'm I'm good to move forward. I just, you know, I mean, we're also talking 22 for 22, like age-wise. So, mm, man. Yeah, it's so, it's so hard to picture the situation. Do you, I, you think know. that,
1: you know, because I, I think I like Tristan's idea a lot because of the age, because of the position. He's already productive. Um, does it entice them enough to make it like Valeno instead of Rasmussen? Hmm.
0: Can I, can I say this? Can I just, everybody's going to unsubscribe. I, either one of those guys I'd be fine with at this point. Um, and it's not to say I hate them, but I, I just think we've seen enough, um, from natures to, to, to pull the trigger.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, if we're going to do a trade like that, uh, we got to find that sexy piece and, you know, that's the gap. Um, right. I mean,
0: it is another thing too. I'm kind of overvaluing like a second round pick right now. Cause don't we have, we have two second rounders. So yeah, let's get rid of one. What am I worried about that for? We always we always make that point of you're looking you're looking to get a full time NHLer and you're getting a guy who's your top six center. So yeah, center, two prospects, kind of prospects. Go for it. Let's do it. Sound good? I'm in. All right. Now Tristan's like, fine. Zadina Berggren, 2022 second round pick.
1: Woo. Man, who says no? We do, right? That's way too much. Is it a second round guy? Which you know, we know those pan out. What did we figure out? Like ten percent of the time, if that. Then Bergeron, who's still you know maybe Zadina, who's hasn't done it yet for a productive center.
0: All right, let's let's we're gonna play this game. <laughs> We're uh, we're going in. We're going in the I'll, rabbit hole. W- let's yeah. let's see if we can pull out um Dom's do you have the J Fresh cards. for uh Nature's? Uh I can pull that up. I was gonna pull up Don Dom's new player card so I could see oh, okay. uh, what he's got him valued at for the for that next cap hit. Um all right, what am I doing? I'm doing Carolina Hurricanes. Here we go, everybody. Mike hates it. Mike hates pulling the curtain back, but uh Let's
1: see that sausage get made. Let's turn there we up them pig guts.
0: NHL player cards, from Dom.
1: Oh, blood boy, sausage,
0: loading like porn from 1999. It's uh, slow burns. Not right. very watchable though, in, in my young eyes. Go ahead. <laughs> Do you want me to, I? Sh- I should probably throw this into like the slideshow or something, right? Are right, you? You know what? I can't. All right. I'll just read it. Can I read
1: it? Let me back up. Yeah, that's that's as fun. Uh, Natus
0: so. market value five point four million. So you can make the argument right now that's that's what you're dropping. Or you have what? Where's uh? Let's do Rasmussen first because he's got the uh, the longer deal. You've got one point four six million Rasmussen, probably around two mil or under for Zadina. Or wait, no, we were talking Berggren, so even cheaper. Um, and Berggren, how old's my boy right now? He's 21 and we, we kind of like the trajectory of Bergman right now. He kind of looks like he's going to be somewhere in that middle six. So you could make the argument that he's going to be right there with Natchez. So what's that next? You know, you ready to move on already or we want to see what this looks like. What if we give him away and he's, he's amazing. He's having a pretty good season in the AHL. He hasn't done anything in the AHL that make, makes me think that it's not worth the try. So I, I'm going to say, we say no to that.
1: I think that that is an offer that Carolina would look at. And ultimately, I give to Kaiser. To spice it up. Silver. Yeah, Silver from White right downtown Bang.
0: Love it. Silver, hit us up admin at BODpodcast.com, man. I got to send you your stuff. Throw us, uh, give me your size, color, and uh, your address. We can actually. He means uh, for your
1: shirt. He's not doing, like, personal, you
0: know. Yeah, how, how big is it? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, you won, Silver. You got to get your prize.
1: Um, but, uh,
0: man. Did you lose your train of thought? Well, JM says not Bergie. That's Sam what I mean. It's going to take Bergie. Sam says now they're listening, which I, I, you know, I'd agree with that. But then I'm Steve. I'm, you know, I'm good at. That first trade that that Tristan threw out there is more along the lines of what Steve does, right? Like he's always bamboozling. <laughs> what he swindles so, people, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like Steve is like, what? No, I, let's see how Berggren works out. Um, but uh, yeah, performance art has up here. I mean, come on, like uh, Zadina Rasmussen and Heronik. I I just I don't. I don't think I anybody say, wants Heronic right now. I, I think if you're asking people to take Zadina and Rasmussen, I also don't think that they're ready to pull any triggers on on Heronic cuz I think he's grading out as
1: like one of the worst defensemen in the league the last couple of years. You're going to get at least, you know, he could still be a 3-4 defenseman right now, right? And you're going to say, you know, you get two two maybes. See if one of them pans out. It's just, man, I, I think you either got to get a little younger or a little sexier. I just... Whew.
0: I mean, yeah, if I had to pick one of these trades that I'd want to work, I'm going with performance art. Like, uh, or I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry. Silver 33, this is 44. I'm going <laughs> with the DeKaiser one. Yeah, but, you know, that's that's me in my fantasy world. Um, well, yeah, we're kind of slowing down here. I feel like... Uh, did we have any we other know, content? We are at hour 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We might need to break this up into two podcast episodes, but, um, yeah, this is, this has been fun. Tristan coming in with, uh, his own, his own content today. We, we talked about Nick. We talked about, uh, Corey Priman's rankings. Uh, we got, uh, we fit in all of Dom's player cards. That was fun. Right. We all had a great time. We all got to meet, uh, Kodak Black for the first time. At least I did. I had no idea who he was until this morning. Um,
1: yeah, I mean we got a lot in there, um, and what are how many weeks away are we from the trade deadline? Damn, it's in March, isn't it?
0: Yeah, we got a ways. I
1: Ooh. think you know
0: if you want to bring up a timeline. We're we're you know month away from getting uh, some good Verona news. I think.
1: Man, that's gonna be fascinating. God, this is just gonna be the most fascinating trade deadline in off season to see if <laughs> we actually do end up being sellers. Or, my God, buyers if Verona just comes back and it's lightning in a
0: bottle. Woo! Remember when we talked about, like, (laughs) if we were doing uh, Jay Fresh's, like, team cards and we Mm -hmm. were grading out at, like, 78 points and we said that Lucas Raymond would have to turn out to be, like, four Connor McDavid's for us to make it to the playoffs. So, (laughs) Verona's got a lot of work to do in a short amount of time to get us to catch up to Boston. But, um... Yeah. So stupid reality. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All,
0: All right. right. Well I'm I'm reading I'm fi- I'm reading some of the conversations going on here. Um oh, yeah, I'll throw them in. Well Sam's thrown out there. Uh Stevie Wise mastered the use of pause. He's he's comfortable with silence. And then uh, Tristan goes, Lol. Um oh wait, this is from JM that he's lolling. Stevie just convinces other teams that their players suck. That's how he does it. So Tristan goes It'd be funny if he came in with like fake Corsi stats from JFresh and just starts ripping the other team's player to convince them that they have zero value. <laughs> um, since, I mean, I would love to be in one of those rooms, especially those arbitration rooms, but uh, man, that, that would be a winner. We can, we got to sneak a mic in there at some point or Mike. All right. Uh, that wasn't funny. So it's time to wrap up. Everybody. Thanks for tuning in for podcast listeners. Watch out. Here comes the theme song. It's coming up in a couple of seconds. Um, if you guys could, uh, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It does us the most good for getting found on the old podcast. Uh, Spotify, if you could uh, rate us, if you guys are listening on Spotify, you can now do that. Uh, it does us a great deal of good to be found there as well. If you guys are watching on YouTube, hit that like button for us right now. I see 14 people watching. I better see 14 likes when we sign off, at least 14. And... Um, we got yeah the subscriber numbers jumped up quite a bit last week so uh i gotta thank you guys for that we jumped over high uh over 600 we want to hit 1000 by the end of 2022 so the uh, only way we could do that is if you're watching now and you had the tiniest bit of fun hit the subscribe button because you, you, why not you know all right hey Dogbone. thank you so much for subscribing Thanks, i appreciate it yeah. They're, they're popping up on the old phone. If there's more people subscribing, my phone is only letting me know that Dogbone did it. So Dogbone A plus, my man. Um, all right. And uh homework, silver 3344. Hit us up on our goddamn email, man. You got free stuff coming your way. <laughs> Hit us up Ad, so you can get admin, it.
1: admin at bod right.
0: Um, I think that's it. Oh yeah, there was another winner that didn't respond to us either. Um Whoever won first comment in our last episode. Sorry we don't do that every episode. All right. Signing off. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a good one.